I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. Let's go! What's gone before this season will have no bearing on what's going to happen in the next 90 minutes or possibly longer. We need to find a performance that's good enough to progress at the weekend. It's about how you go into the game and how you then present yourself, but it's about the performance massive part of that and Sunday will be very much about the results so even if performance isn't perfect we want to show the mentality and willingness to go and work and run and if we need to grind it out we'll try and grind it out The Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited hosted by Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy Call now and voice your opinion 0808 1717 700 Let's go, 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 go. The Old Firm weekend is officially underway. Five o'clock, Friday evening, we're 46 hours away from the match. Rangers against Celtic Sunday at three. We will be on live throughout the afternoon, two till six. Now, between now and seven tonight, we're with Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and loads of your calls coming in. What is going to happen on Sunday? What do you reckon? Some of the headlines today as we get ready for it. Well, Tavernier and Forrest sweating for both clubs. Who's going to make? Is, is James Tavernier going to play after injury? What about James Forrest? I did the Tavernier there but Barry. Which side? Tavernier. Dead all the time. Of course it's Tavernier. Uh, Ollie McBurney looks out of the Euros for Scotland and Ryan Jack, that's the news from Rangers, he's also out for the Euros but hopefully he'll be ready for next season. On the day today when Dominic Mackay exited the SRU, he starts at Celtic on Monday and Rangers line up a glamour friendly with Arsenal who, you want a quick word of them, Great win for them last night. Nobody in Scotland disappointed to see that result against Slavia Prague. Yeah, fantastic performance. Um, They struggled the home game, Arsenal, if I'm being honest with you. Um, But went over to, to Prague last night and absolutely destroyed them. Um, so I'm sure that made a lot of people happy for w- what's happened um, since the Rangers game but no Arsenal were in, were in complete control and on fire last night and they're coming to Ibrox in July is the bike still there is now <laughs> I remember a previous owner allegedly trying to sell it there's a great uh, rapport between the two clubs they're the establishment clubs over the you know the decades and, and centuries at, uh, in England and in Scotland that's what the clubs would say Mark this weekend supremacy in Glasgow means supremacy in Scotland the Scottish Cup match Rangers against Celtic how much are you looking forward to it and what's what's the early news? I, of Paul really looking forward to it you know it's Friday night we're less than 40 hours from kick-off you look at the weather it's glorious you just want to go out have a bit of fun get ready for the football and uh, you know I think we're going to have a cracking game I think the last old firm game was tame um, wasn't a lot going on be a bit disappointed to be perfectly honest in, in, in the 90 minutes but this one Paul I think it's going to have the lot you know it's going to have the 22 players on the pitch Bobby Madden in the middle of it Stephen Gerrard John Kennedy there's a lot of subplots going on I think there's a bit of needle mm-hmm. um, already you can see it during the week you can see it just bubbling over I think it's got the potential to absolutely explode on Sunday. Barisic having a go uh, about John Kennedy and his comments. John Kennedy coming back and saying, look, it was taken out of context. Barry, do you feel the same way? It's going to be some 90 minutes or 120 minutes and maybe penalties. Yeah, but listen, in terms of what Barisic said, it adds a bit of spice to it. That's what old firm games are all about. They're having a pop at each other. Um, But I'm the same as Mark. I'm excited. I, I can't wait. 
we all know it's a knockout competition somebody's got to win and I think both teams are going to have a real pop at each other um, and I firmly believe it's going to be goals in it there's going to be passages a brilliant play there's going to be tackles flying in and that, that's what old firm games are all about so I can't wait to Sunday at 3 o'clock We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard in the next few moments and John Kennedy and from you on 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Goal Football Show First caller tonight we're going to Edinburgh it's Martin is on the line Martin good evening Good evening how you doing? Good thanks how's it in Edinburgh the sun shining looking forward to the match? Unbelievable weather through here. The caps half weather, I'd say. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> absolutely cannot wait for the match on Sunday. I'm absolutely buzzing for it. And what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? What looking forward to? You're a Celtic supporter. How crucial is James Forrest for you? Massive. He's integral. Um, I think he's been a bit of a whipping boy over the years and um, he's coming for a wee bit of flack. But I think just in the last couple of performances, I've seen what he's brought to the team and what really Celtic have missed this season, which is whipped. Um, a player with natural ability that can beat a man and get to the byline. Not really had that with wingers, so at times in the last few games, um, I might be a bit pedantic here, but I would correct you on the point about it being an old firm. Mm-hmm. I think that died in 2012, oh. but uh, <laughs> yeah. certainly in relation to the game coming up, we've just, we've just missed, we've just missed with, we've, we've missed players that have been able to take players on, and um, we've been curtailed and barred in the middle of the park. But mm-hmm. I think when you've got players like Elorusi and you've got players like Forrest running at them, um, I just think it changes the dynamic of the game. And I think um, an amazing thing, albeit from almost a de- dead rubber against Livingston, is that Celtic have uh, got goals in them now. Um, hopefully give the players a wee bit of confidence. And um, I see a Celtic win. Uh, I think Celtic will win by a couple, actually, on Sunday. Martin, see the thing about the old firm. That's uh, yeah. see, see, without opposition, then... Yeah. And you're, it's one of the oldest rivalries in football. So what, what's the yeah. problem? I, I honestly don't get this, Martin. I don't think... I, I think you should let it go with respect and just get on with it because Rangers need Celtic, Celtic need Rangers. There's no question of that. It's a fair, I, yeah. it's a fair point, yeah. but uh, I, would, I would actually take that back to yourself and say that I think a lot within the media... Um, there's an element of revisionism when they try to act as if the club invariably didn't cease to exist. Um, as far as the derby's concerned, it's invariably still a Glasgow derby. It's a massive derby. And I think it's a good thing. Um, that I think it's a good thing that Rangers have got a bit stronger. They've undoubtedly improved under Gerrard. They're much more compact and robust. Um, yeah. Makes for a better league. The same would apply with Hibs and Aberdeen and Hearts coming back up. You want the league to be as strong as possible. But um, I think there is an element of revisionism to suggest that the old firm still exists. I think what you should have in your I think, Martin, really, uh, you know, for you being a Celtic supporter, what you should be concerned yeah. about is your football club rather than yeah. old firm or Glasgow derbies or picking well, up. And, 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 and I think you're right about when you say you're being pedantic. I think you're absolutely right about that. But what you should be concerned about is is your football club because you're no longer the champions. You don't have a manager. You don't have a head of recruitment. Your captain's leaving. You potentially don't have a strike force. Who's your centre-half's going to be? Who's your full-back's going to be? I get your confidence going into Sunday. I think you're quite right. You feel confident. There appears to be a confidence in the Celtic um, camp. But so many questions for, for, for Celtic to answer. And you, as a Celtic supporter, Martin, you must be concerned about what the, the future holds or you must be certainly keen to find out what is going on at your club. I mean, do you think there's been enough communication to you as a no. Celtic supporter about what's going on? No, uh, I think there's a lot of potentials that you said there. Some unfounded, some fair. Um, 
In terms of communication, no, it's been abhorrent most of the season. Um, the contempt shown to the support has been astonishing from the board. Um, fundamentally, there's a lot of things that need to change at the football club. In relation to my original point, I'm not actually, I, I don't really concern myself too much with the terminology of things like old firm. Um, I don't really tend to look that much further than Celtic. My, my initial concern is, and in, in foremost, always Celtic. But there's loads of fundamental things that need to change at the club. Um, things, for example, like you touched on not having a manager, that's a bit worrying at the moment. I think they're trying to do things diligently behind the scenes, but they never really convey or convince the fans that they sort of know what they're doing, and that was evidence when they appointed Lennon in the showers. So um, I think most of the support have sort of pinned their hopes on um, bringing in Eddie Howe. Whether that happens or not, we'll wait and see. But a lot of it, a lot of things, obviously, behind the scenes need to be sorted, like you touched on head of recruitment. Potentially, it looks like Fergal Harkin's going to come in as a as a director of football. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the restructuring of the club. Who's going to come in as the assistant? Who's going to... Obviously, Scott Brown's going to Aberdeen, and uh, what a move for him. So, good luck to him. Um, Are you disappointed to lose Scott Brown? Um, yeah, if I'm being totally honest, mm-hmm. I Maybe not from a playing perspective, but what he gives you out with, like... Um, what he gives to the younger guys and his influence around the changing room he might not necessarily have started every game but he's a massive personality um, I totally understand his reasons behind it what he won't get more football but also trying to develop and he'll, he'll improve the players there immensely but, but, and, and Martin but you know up. what and therein lies your point he should not have been allowed to leave You're to, why, should oh, yeah. gonna, why should he be away improving Aberdeen players when Celtic have got so much change coming it should be Celtic no, part improving the Celtic players and that's the key point well, and Barry you were surprised about that weren't you about Scott Brown being allowed to leave. Yeah, but I, I still believe after watching him the last Old Firm game and watching him in here in the studio against Livingston, I still think he's got another year or two to give. And that's why I'm surprised that, that Celtic let him go. Um, I think he looks in, in decent enough condition. I, I think there's still, there's still um, a lot of football left in, in their legs. And that I was surprised, obviously, with what's going on at Celtic as well. There's going to be a lot of changes. You need somebody like, who's been about the club. What is it? Fourteen years. Scott yeah. Brown's been mm-hmm. there. He's he's captain him for eleven years of that. Mm-hmm. He's brought a lot of um, obviously success with trophies. So, yep, it was a big big surprise to me that they let him go. I know, Barry. You agree with Martin on his point about James Forrest. You've said it all season. I you thought know, you were going to say yeah. about the old firm. There, <laughs> no, you're totally wrong. No, I know. Well, I, James I, Forrest. Yeah. yeah. Listen. It's about time people appreciated James Forrest. Um, a lot of Celtic fans, he was an easy target. I think Martin had mentioned that. For me, it's shown how much Celtic have missed him. He's a top player. He can win games, but also he does a dirty side brilliantly. When when he's not playing well, he'll give you 100% for the team. A real team player. And you've seen the difference he made since he's come back into the Celtic team the last couple of weeks. He was really good. It was obviously a worry for John Kennedy when he came off injured. But listen, he'll be a worry for Rangers if he's fit to play on Sunday because um, James Forrest is a top player. Here's John Kennedy speaking about James Forrest. James Forrest one will be the, the main kind of talking point for us this week. Come on reasonably well in the week. Uh, we got a bit of work into him yesterday. Had a bit more of a down day today to recover and then we'll have a go at him tomorrow just in terms of where he's at. So it'll be a very late call, but just with the position we're in and the magnitude of the game, we'll give it for as long as we possibly can and make a decision that late. What do you take from that, Martin? It sounds... A- Mark, what do you fit. reckon? Yeah, I he's think fit. he's fit to play. I, mean, I, think, yep. I think Celtic nipped it in the bud early enough last mm-hmm. Saturday, you know, by, by getting him off and then going by what uh, John Kennedy said there, he's had a good couple of days. So for me, um, 99% 
James Forrest is fit and ready to, to start the game on Sunday and, and he's a potential match winner for the team Barry do you have any view on that when the, some of the Celtic fans say they old firm you know, no, I don't listen to it no. just noise I've got a, yep. an opinion but it's I don't listen to it mm. I always it's a old firm game for me yeah. she says there's history Rangers need Celtic and Celtic need Rangers mm. I disagree. Right, you have the right to disagree. Okay. I disagree with you. That's fair enough. But I, I would suggest that there's an element of revisionism. The, um, the, I understand the parameters within the financial structure of Scottish football and why both clubs kind of allude all the time that they need each other. But just from a matter of fact perspective, the club invariably did cease to exist. Um, there's a different connotation and dimension now to the game. Not to dilute the importance of it, mm. but... Uh, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't definitely be branding about that that terminology because it's it's just a game of football between two teams for Glasgow. Oh, I believe the clubs have sort of um, paid for that. It still is their name. It's owned by both yeah, of them. But anyway, Martin, yeah. What, can I ask you about Eddie Howe? Have you run out of time now? How long are you going to give him? Not that it's in your gift to give him, but is there a point where the Celtic yeah. fans will go, right, come on, he, he's in or he's out? Well, there has to be patience. As a young manager... Um, he has done incredible things within the game, taking Bournemouth to the roller reaches of the sort of League One into the Premiership, maintaining their status for, I think it was five years, developed some incredible players, and he's got a philosophy and way of football that he wants to develop players. And I think he probably more fits the modern mould, a sort of Rogers type style of coach as opposed to a sort of manager. Um, it'll depend on people that come around him, who can buy in his budget and things like that. But I think, um, like anything, when, when there's change, I don't think you can expect success straight away. There's a precedent that Celtic have almost been used to unbridled success for years now. Um, four domestic trebles in a row is just a nonsense. So I don't really think you can compare them to what's previously went, but I think you need time. Um, I, 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 I'm not really a fan anyway. Managers only getting a season or two at football clubs. I think they need a bit of time to gel, get their own players in and get their own management team. But That'll be pivotal. Um, you would agree with that, Barry. You know, they need time. Managers will need. Celtic's a huge job. There's a lot to be turned around. Yeah, there's there's a lot of changes needed as well. The, the amount of, of players that are going to come and go at mm. Celtic, everybody knows it's going to be a, a, a big rebuild. Um, but is it going to give it, be given time? Mm. By um, the, the fan, yep, the fans demand. When you play with Rangers or Celtic, you're under severe demands and pressures and expectations. And whoever the new manager's in uh, comes in, sorry for next season, the pressure will to be um, league champions again. I mean, Martin's just mentioned it there. I mean, Celtic have won twelve, tro- well, uh, not anymore, but it was twelve yeah. trophies in a row. It was four trebles um, on the trot. Now, if memory serves me rightly, Neil Lennon won four trophies in a row and was going for a fifth one at, at Hamden. Martin, is that right against Hearts in the delayed yeah. um, Scottish Cup final? Um, but a, se- a section of the Celtic fans want him at the door. We're hounding him. We're, we're wanting a co- complete change from top to bottom. And I can certainly understand why they were wanting some change. But to for a section to go after the manager the the way that they did, I thought it was absolutely disgusting um, to treat uh, Neil Lennon that way. So one thing, whether it's Eddie Howe, John Kennedy, Enzo Maresca, Steve Clark, Roy Keane, whoever it may be, uh, they're going to need time but and then the Celtic supporters need to afford the new manager time the same way that the Rangers board and the Rangers supporters afforded Stephen Gerrard time not many people would get two years though would they two full but seasons it, yeah. they wouldn't Paul very unlikely and that's where it's, you know 
Whatever the reasons it paid off for Rangers, mm-hmm. it's paid off. The evidence is there um, this season. But certainly, when you look at it, whoever the new manager is going to be, and I'm sure Martin will agree, they need to be given time. They need to know that when they're turning up on a Saturday on a match day, things aren't quite gelling as well, that they ain't going to 50 or 60,000 on their backs. They need to go there, support them for Celtic to get back to where they want to be, back on top. You've got a much better chance of being successful when you're all together and you're all backing each other rather than being fractions and after one or two defeats you know you're, you're starting to hound the manager and some of the players that ain't going to help any situation Yep I agree with Matt that's where you've got to give the Rangers board credit after last season the winter break the run that Rangers were on they come back poorly Celtic were steamrolled to the, the title and during the, the, the summer the Rangers board made a decision to go and back the manager they believed in the manager and that's the difference this season They've gave him the third year. He knew himself that he he had to deliver trophies um, this season. He's delivered one, and he's got a real possibility of delivering two. Martin, who is going to oh. yeah? Who's going to score this weekend? What do you think? Who are the Celtic uh, scorers for you? If indeed you think, Ed, they, yep, Edward. Edward will score first. I think yep. um, on his day, he's just. I think the guy's got so many moves in him. I think he's on a sort of trajectory with Van Dijk. He could play at the top of the game. Um, I just think he's a phenomenal player. Um, and unfortunately, I think this will be his last season at Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see past him getting a move. Um, and absolute credit to him because he's a phenomenal player. But I think I think he'll score. Um, I think Elanus is on a phenomenal vein of form now. Um, I wouldn't see by him trying to get a goal as well. He's, he was absolutely immense at the weekend, albeit against a very poor, poor Livingston team. Um, and then, as we touched on, James Forrest, if he's fit. Um, but it just changes the whole game. Like, if you look to the last couple of games, the tempo yeah. wasn't there. There wasn't the same sort of pace and intensity to it but a lot of that comes from midfield and a few of the games recently we've been sort of stifled because we've not got that out ball um, so I think I've certainly played the 4-2-3-1 which suits them better um, I think Brown and McGregor will probably sit Turnbull will just play in front of them and then if you can find the ball out with, with a bit of width and, and get them uh, a lot of the games Barisic and Tavernier have been able to bomb on but I think yep. they'll get curtailed if there's pace running in behind them um, it'll modify their game and I just think it changes the dynamic and What's your score? What's your score, Martin? What do you think? Four one. I'm very optimistic. Very, oh, I'm, I'm maybe I'm maybe okay. ridiculously confident, but uh, to be honest, I, I, I say this all the time. I've got blind confidence. I certainly played Barcelona. I'd probably say they beat them, but um, I no, I do. I do. Okay. I fancy certainly to score a few goals. All right, Martin calling in there from Edinburgh. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. After the break, we'll speak to Stephen Gerrard, and later we'll speak to John Kennedy as well. Well, one in three men in Scotland have experienced suicidal thoughts as a result of stress alone. We at Go Radio are in association with Men Matter Scotland to support and highlight men's mental health. The following is a testimonial from Gregor, one of the founders of the charity that aims to prevent suicide and help men in need across Scotland. My name is Gregor Ritchie. I'm 31 years old, married and a father of one beautiful wee boy, Callum. Over the years... I've had my ups and downs with mental health and throughout my adolescence and right into adulthood. I've often felt overwhelmed by the stresses of life and sadly this tends to be when things fall apart. Relationships, university, work life and worst of all, my health. In 2014, I was diagnosed with a condition that changed my life and all I wanted to do was give up. I remember not wanting to burden my family or friends. I felt weak and I really didn't want them to see me like that. It soon became clear that the people who could really help me were those who had been through the same. 
They had the understanding, the empathy and the knowledge that I needed and the desire to help others overcome their mental health issues. This is why I got involved with Men Matter Scotland. I want to tap into the experiences of people who have suffered with mental health issues and use them to help other men. From sharing coping strategies to simply offering a listening ear, that connection is real and it's often a lifesaver. I love spending time at our hub. It's a place where men can meet in a safe and friendly space, talk openly, be listened to and feel supported and within confidentiality and without judgement. Being a father and being involved with the organisation has given me a whole new purpose in life and I have got everyone at Men Matter Scotland to thank for that. Uh, thank you, Gregor. And thank you for listening. If you would like more information on the great work Men Matter Scotland do, then please visit thisisgo.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Huge weekend underway. It's the Old Firm on Sunday. Rangers against Celtic, three o'clock. Ibrook Stadium, south side of Glasgow. Remember there? It's been so long since we've been able to get out to the matches, but hopefully we will be back soon. For the cup final, will they be back? And will the cup final be moved then? And it should be because Hamden, yeah. it's been handed over to UEFA. So yeah, the game's scheduled to go on there, but surely they'll move it to allow fans in. There could be four or 5,000. Yeah. They've got to move it, Paul. You can't deprive football supporters of attending a Scottish Cup final if they're allowed to do it. And if it means that Hamden has to forgo uh, being the host, then fine. You know, what you do is well, you wait for the semi-final lineup. We'll know the semi-final um, lineup. up uh, a week on Saturday mm-hmm. and therefore you get two venues ready you have four teams in the semi you get two venues ready and you, you prepare for it and then the May the 8th stroke ninth, when you know the final is you choose your venue and you're good to go and if you can get two, three, four, five thousand fans in that's a lot better than, than having none um, in at all so let's embrace getting supporters back into the game and allow that to happen in Scottish Cup final day David yeah, Province said it last Saturday afternoon Barry and you you agree yeah yep. I mean I totally agree it would be brilliant if that could be possible and hopefully um, the powers above decide that's the way to go um, if we can get five, six, seven thousand in a neutral venue let's make it happen because it's been tough um, without fans the last year or so as I said football without fans is, is nothing so our um, Scottish Cup final should be played at a neutral venue and hopefully with fans inside talking loads of sense Marquez too Mark have you ever fancied a job at the SFA <laughs> <laughs> no Couldn't two sleeps to go two sleeps yeah. to go Paul two sleeps to go Barry's sitting there yeah. with his pyjamas on he's all excited going to be in here on Sunday with Davy Proven listen at 6 o'clock tonight we've got St Mirren against Inverness Cali Thistle and Jim Goodwin joined us on Wednesday night he was brilliant here on the programme although I see he's I been I never told us who was getting banned <laughs> there's, there's another story I missed for coming on uh, the next day yeah. <laughs> no so St Mirren against Inverness Motherwell against Morton at 7 tonight Forfer against Dundee United 7.45 Rob is up there the voice of football doing that match tonight tomorrow Kilmarnock against Montrose St Johnson Clyde Aberdeen against Livingston and then Sunday at 12.15 Stranraer against Hibs Rangers against Celtic at three, we will be on from two. So turn the telly down, get the pictures on. It's in Premier Sport, good plug for them. But then listen to Barry and Davey and myself uh, Sunday. Well, listen, I, I would yeah. love, to, I would love to be here. What yeah. I have to say, it's a dream team. It's a dream team. Is what a lineup! Yeah. <laughs> That's the best lineup in Scotland on Sunday for sure. The best lineup: Barry Ferguson, David yeah. Proven, well, Paul Cooney, brilliant. Yeah. 
Thank you very much, Mark Guidi. He'll be with us every week from now on for sure. That's the trial period's <laughs> over. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. What about James Tavernier for Sunday? James will train with the team today, full contact for the first time. Um, and it's a situation that we'll make a, a real late call on. We'll see how he looks today and tomorrow. There's still two uh, big sessions in terms of the preparation. But the good news is that he's on the verge. And assuming he has two strong sessions, probably push me towards involving him. Let's go to Jason, a Rangers fan, is on the line, 0808 17 17 700. Jason, you're in Deniston. Good evening. Evening, guys. How are you doing? Good. Are you managing to sleep? Are you as excited as Barry and Mark? Uh, listen, I, the, 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 the old sun fever normally kicks in about 24 hours beforehand, so I'll get a sleep tonight, but I think tomorrow the, the nerves will start first thing in the morning, I would I would, uh, I would, imagine. What do you take? Uh, you, did you hear Stephen Gerrard, what he was saying about Tavernier? Barry, do you think he's going to start? I think it might be too soon. Um, he's only had one training session, that was today. He'll have another, hopefully he comes through it, see if he's got a reaction to mo- uh, tomorrow morning. Um, and if he's not, he'll obviously train. But I think it might be too soon for him. He's four weeks, um, he's missed a lot of football. I know he's a fit guy. Um, but listen, Nathan Patterson's been excellent in his position. Um, I- I'm sure you would want your captain back, there's no doubt about it, but I don't think... He'll risk him. If he comes through tomorrow's training session, I think he'll be in the 18 because um, it's important your captain's there, but I don't think he'll risk him. Jason, there you hear the view of Barry, who knows more than any of us about uh, playing in these games. So what do you want to say to Barry and Mark? I was just well, just touching on what Barry said there just now, and obviously the, the, the clip that you played of, of Gerrard. Um, I would agree with what Barry said. You know, Tavernier at the start of the season and sort of halfway through was 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 excellent. Uh, you know his, his goals, his assists, his general all-round play was was uh, com- on complete top form. But in saying that, for, for Sunday, I have got no qualms whatsoever with Nathan Patterson starting to play back because since he stepped up, which by the way was a, a massive um, position to fill because of the season that um, having the retired and obviously being a captain, there was a lot of pressure. You had obviously the, the situation with COVID and nobody knew how he would come out the other side of that and. He's, um, he's, he's knuckled down, he's got his head down and I'm, I'm really proud of him you know, coming through the academy and, and stepping up to uh, the way that he has. So no qualms with, uh, with uh, young Patterson starting to play back and uh, I think the big blow uh, obviously that's came out of Ibrox uh, today is um, the, the, the loss of Ryan Jack. So um, no, I'd, I'd agree to the way before Barry said there. Jason, we'll come back to you in just a second or two. We're just fixing the line there. Uh, Mark, Nathan Patterson, he doesn't seem to have any fear. No, no nerves. He didn't display no. any nerves. He, he won't be phased by the occasion on, on Sunday at all. And that's the great thing for Stephen Gerrard. Just, he'll, he'll have no sleepless night because he's in a great position. Uh, the, the only, probably the biggest concern of the lot for Stephen Gerrard will be having to say to James Tavney, I'm not going to start you. <laughs> because I don't know, Barry, you've been in football clubs, dressing rooms, training grounds. I can imagine James Tavernier today after the training session and tomorrow after the training session will be nipping Gary McAllister and Michael Beals mm. tell the gaffer I'm fine tell the gaffer I'm fine <laughs> if he doesn't go directly to him himself but it's a great position um, to be in have a sneaky he'll start him Aye. Paul yeah, yeah have a sneaky that he'll start uh, with, and that's nothing against Nathan Patterson I just think the captain James Tavernier has shown and, and certainly this season and before He's made for these kind of games. He's made for the big occasion. He'll be absolutely champing at the bit to be a part of it. It's a one-off tie. Though there's, there's, there's no room um, for error. Uh, so, yeah, if you to put me on the line right now, Paul, I'll go for James Tavernier to start the game. 
Here is the manager speaking about uh, Ryan Jack, who we know is going to be out for weeks and now he's also going to miss the Euros. In terms of Ryan, it's mixed news. And the bad news is that he's ruled out for the rest of the season. So you won't see Ryan play for uh, for Rangers this season. He'll also be ruled out of the Euros in the summer, which is bad news for him from a from a personal point of view. Bad news for everyone connected to the Scottish game because I think he's been phenomenal for, for the national team. The good news is that we found a solution and we've got to the bottom uh, of the problem, all being well in terms of his rehab from, from the procedure that he will have next week. He, he should be due to, to return in pre-season at some stage. Jason, you'd hear him saying there, and we've found a solution to the problem, and that's the biggest story, isn't it? 100%. Ryan Jack's been, been pivotal in that Rangers team. Um, you know, a commanding midfielder, most of the passable, um, and, and I'm a big fan of Ryan Jack. I think it's important that they've got to the bottom of the issue because Ryan Jack, you can't, of late, since he's joined Rangers, you, you, you couldn't really count him in as um, someone that's going to last the full season. You know, he's, kind of expected Ryan Jack to be out for a couple of weeks here and there throughout the season with, with this injury and it was it was getting to the stage where I had a conversation with uh, one of my friends the other day and we were talking about although we rate very highly you need to have steady and consistent players and, and the Rangers potentially might have had to go to the market in the summer for another midfielder but hopefully um, all going well and they can you know, get him into rehab and, and recovery and he can come back even stronger than he, than he has been for us. So, uh, fingers crossed, but uh, I'm confident he will bounce back. Yeah, yeah, it's a body blow. There's no doubt. Um, when the manager mentioned he was going down to London to see a specialist, that was that was a worry for myself. But mm-hmm. now um, the specialist has obviously found the problem. Um, Ryan Jack can hopefully go and get his operation and be ready to go for um, pre-season. It's a body blow, not just for Rangers, but Scotland as well, because he's became a, not just a big player for Rangers, but Scotland also. But again, I'll go back to what I said last week. He's a player that um, I thought would have been a squad player when he came. Um, I wasn't jumping about saying this is going to be a great great signing. But I've got to be honest with you, he's impressed me so much over the last 12, 18 months. He's became... A proper leader as well. Um, he looks to me if he could be captain material. Um, and his games come on leaps and bounds since Stephen Gerrard's come in. So, as I says, it's a blow to lose him. But the most important thing is they found a solution to his injury. Hopefully he goes and gets that sorted and he's back sooner rather than later. Mark? Yeah, I, I mean, first and foremost, I feel for Ryan Jack because he's worked uh, ever so hard. The past few years, going back to him, you know, being a kid at Aberdeen, and, and and you put everything in there to be the best you can be at club level, but also to try and get the bonuses of representing your country. And then, the first time in 23 years, he helped Scotland get to a Euro finals, and and he's not going to be a part of it. And, and I'm heart sorry uh, for Ryan Jack uh, as an individual. For Rangers, the most important thing is him being ready for the start of the season, Champions League qualifier, 30 million quid at stake to get into the Champions League quarter. and if you get Ryan Jack fit and available you're going to have a hell of a better chance of being involved in the Champions League than not So Sunday Morellas he will feature for Rangers and of course he got that goal in the last game against Celtic I think he'll definitely have to whip between his teeth when he puts a kit on and he goes across that white line he's always game he's always up for it I think it was big for him from a personal point of view to get that goal because I think a lot of people were obviously speaking about that um, he's got the belief and the confidence from himself and the staff and all the players we know what he can do you know if he's selected to play in a couple of days time I'd have no doubt that he'll have the bit between his teeth and I'd have no doubt that he can go and put in a top performance for us. 
He's going to score again, Barry, do you reckon? Well, listen, um, it, it played, there's no doubt. It, I don't care what anybody yeah. says. If you ask uh, Morelos, they played in his mind. Mm. That was the, the thing that would um, was probably hindering him mm. uh, slightly over his Rangers career that he couldn't score against um, Celtic. Obviously, that happened um, the previous game. Um, but listen, he's another player again this season who's really impressed me, Paul. Um, I think his all-round game in terms of you could maybe put him down to be like a kind of selfish player at times but I think he's became a real team player um, his work rate off the ball his link up play he's became massive as well for Rangers um, he's not scored as many goals as he had previous seasons but what he's done is he's um, he's obviously helped this Rangers team this season there's no doubt Alfredo Morelos and a Rangers starting 11 Rangers are a far stronger team and the opposition don't want to see his name there. No, they don't. And, and but for those reasons, is why he has to eradicate the moments of madness out of his game. Now, had this title been nip and tuck, and you're missing Alfredo Morelos for four or five games due to suspension during whenever it was November, December, uh, January, he is a top player. Mm. Um, he has got the potential to become a twenty million pound striker this summer. He has got the potential to go and play in a bigger and better league. He's a potential match winner on Sunday for sure. But just, just. Uh, if he can take that bit out of his game mm. and as a teammate if you're on the pit you know you can trust him 100% Barry he's not going to leave you in the lurch a man down for 30 or 40 minutes during the game that 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 adds to, to to everything but he's a top player but he just needs to and I know people it's great that players live in the edge aye, but live in the edge but don't turn living on the edge into red cards you've got to be able to harness it as well he, he does play in the edge there's no doubt and you wouldn't want to take that aggress- aggressive side out of him there's no doubt about that he he's, would lose too much yeah he would yeah. it's a massive part of his game but Again, I, I do honestly believe since the, the incidents at Dundee United and Hibs, mm-hmm. I have seen a difference in him, Mark, mm-hmm. since obviously the manager sat him down and says, listen, that's a bit selfish, we need you, yep. Rangers need him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's come back after the, the latest ban, I think he's seen the incident at Livingston when he got brought down when it was a yeah, penalty, you know. and normally Morelos would jump up and want to start boxing somebody or, or going crazy so <laughs> he smiled yeah he smiled and he's been smiling over the last month or so so that shows me he's in a real good place at this moment in time. Jason are you going to be smiling on Sunday what's your scoreline prediction 3-0 Rangers 3-0 Rangers 3-0. I think that, listen this is a massive game for Celtic there's no denying it this is their only real chance to get any kind of success this season so they'll be right up for it but um, I think the comments I don't know if you've already discussed this point guys I've, I've just tuned in uh, the comments from John Kennedy were, in my opinion, about out of touch, saying that Celtic are still the best, uh, still the best team in Scotland. How he yeah. can say that, I don't know. Um, actually, but, just stay, stay, don't go, Jason. So actually, he yeah. was asked about this today, and John Kennedy spoke about it, and he spoke well. People take part of the comment, and it's careless. You know, people go and make a story and a headline out of taking the the comment out of context. You know, I was referring to. Um, I was going to a cup game and on our day we can still be the best performing team in the country because we've got that level in us so that's purely what it is and several times along the time there in the last few weeks I've commented on Rangers thoroughly deserving to win the league because they've been the most consistent team they've racked up the most points and they've been more consistent performances so I've shown full respect to Rangers for what they've done I'm entitled to say that on any given day especially going into a cup tie against Rangers a fancy to be come out on top, and that that's purely what it is. You know, people sometimes take a small part of that statement and, and t- twist it and turn it into whatever they want to suit their own argument, and that's that's careless for me. So, you know, to bring a bit of clarity, that Rangers deserve to be the, ch- the champions this season because they've been more consistent than us. 
you know, but come a cup game, if we hit top gear and we can perform well, I fancy us to, to be able to go and win the game. John Kennedy says uh, Rangers deserve to be champions more consistent and better than he didn't actually say that there, but that is the case. Isn't it funny, Jason? Because the media were always asking them questions. We're trying to fill the airtime and the papers and all the rest of it, and the headlines sometimes are unfair to the managers. That's an unfairness. Um, I, I never actually heard the interview, so again, I've probably been I fell into that trap and sure. read the, read the headlines without actually listening to the interview. But um, yeah, listen. At, at the end of the day, we, we, we all know that it, it depends who shows up on the day. Yep. But in saying that, the last two times Celtic have shown up on both occasions and they've still failed to beat us. So um, I think we've got the resilience, whether it be going forward or, or defending. Um, I still really, really fancy Rangers and I fancy us to go and do the double this year. So um, I'm looking forward to Sunday and um, I, yeah, I fancy a 3 Rangers victory. It will mean so much to Rangers fans if they can get the... You don't get the double, obviously, on Sunday, but if you lose, it's not going to happen. Well, my, my yeah. kind of mindset going into the game would be, think back three, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. the reaction that these players got, the fans' reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're down as, as heroes for me. They've got a real opportunity. They're going into the last part of the season. They've got four league games. They've obviously got the whole firm game on Sunday. And then, obviously, May the 22nd. Now, if they can go through this period of time, this group of players will go down as legends. There's no doubt about it because it's been banned for so long. They've delivered something this season which the Rangers fans were were delighted um, for. And they've got a real opportunity to go and get another trophy. That's only driving force this group of players would need. Mark, that's a good point as well because you sometimes do the dinners, you know, for the Rangers, Celtic, or whatever, and they dine out on it for years. After you've, you might go abroad, you play in England or whatever, but they, they come back, the Arthur Newmans or the Chris Suttons or whatever. When they've been at Rangers and Celtic, that's the community that seems to wrap themselves around it and them round either the hoops or the blue and white well, well, well you look at I'm, I'm just like, having a wee laugh to myself Barry saying you know the, the Rangers players of this season uh, are now legends I, I agree with that I mm. think they are okay so whatever you want to spin it 1 in 55 or stop them 10 in a row I think I think they're of equal importance because had Celtic had gone to 10 mm. this season as we all know that would have been a different planet and bragging rights for you know for God knows how long uh, afterwards so you think back to 97-98 when, when Simon Donnelly mm who's on the show they've been dining out for 24 <laughs> years Simon Murdo Johnny Gould Dan Jackson yeah. Harold Bratback you know you you name it and sure. by the way rightly so yeah. they, they worked hard that season they, they bounced back sure. against an established mm. Rangers team you yeah. were a kid there just just breaking through and, and, and getting involved so mm. when you look at what the Rangers players have achieved this season and Steven Gerrard you know I think regardless of what happens now you know, Celtic winning Sunday and whatever it is yeah what Rangers have achieved and how they've bounced back and how they've got it together to, by the way to to help dismantle a fantastically successful Celtic team Rangers have helped dismantle them they've won it in a bit of style they've been collective they've been a really good unit and they are legends you know your Taverniers your Barisic your Kents your Hadjis your Morelos your Roofs your Defoe's your Gerrards and McAllisters McGregors they'll remember mm-hmm. forever more yeah, than Rangers folklore because if you says to me at the start of the season Sure. This was yep. going to be the case. Twenty, 20 points, points ahead. Yep. I would have been like, no, you, you, you're crazy. So that that's the reason why this this group of players deserve all the credit. Jason, thanks for calling in to Go Radio. We'll maybe speak to you on Sunday. Thank you, guys. Thanks Take a care. lot. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.
about what's next. It's about not looking back and looking forward. This game at the weekend gives us an opportunity to go into the next round and really go and try and fight for a cup. That's what everyone's focused on and really looking forward to. It's a really exciting game to be involved in at the weekend. What's gone before in previous derbies or what's gone before this season will have no bearing on what's going to happen in the next 90 minutes or possibly longer. So for us, we need to find a performance that's good enough to progress at the weekend. That's the only focus here right now. Stephen Gerrard looking forward to three o'clock on Sunday, as is John Kennedy. I think even when we've dominated in previous seasons, the Rangers have probably had that mentality. They want to show themselves, to show that we're here and we want to compete. It's hurt us as much as anyone in terms of losing an early title this year. Game and opportunities came up like this, especially in a cup match. It's about how you go into the game and how you then present yourself. But it's about the performance. Massive part of that on Sunday will be very much about the results. So even if performance isn't perfect, we want to show them mentality and willingness to go and work and run and if we need to grind it out we'll try and grind it out but we want to make sure that over time that we make sure people realise that you know the gap isn't maybe as big as people may think Like a bit of bite in the air isn't there for the match the cup match because there was 20 points between them in, in the league that's all over in the cup Barry it's 90 minutes or 120 minutes do you think it'll go to extra time on Sunday? There's a possibility um there is, but do you think it will? if you're asking my opinion, mm-hmm. you want my uh, not my your prediction. Just you think it'll go. To I don't think it'll go. Uh, we'll we'll the get out over the next hour. But listen, I, I love <laughs> yeah. the wee bit of bite. Uh, look, they're they're on edge, and that tells me that both sets of teams are ready to go at it, and that's why I believe it'll be a great occasion. I, I'm sure, um, not just the the nation will be tuned in, the world, the world. will be tuned in because for me, it's the best derby game. About so I can't wait for it. I, I honestly believe both teams are going to go for it. They're going to go for the throat, and whoever's on it on the day will obviously come out winners. Mark, a Celtic fan, is on the line. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Mark, good evening. Hi Paul. Hi Barry. Hi Mark. How you doing? Yeah, good. good thank Hi, you. Looking forward. You can hear the excitement and and a bit of edge as well before it on Sunday. Yeah, well, it's, um, we're overdue a Celtic win, I think, and hopefully that will happen. Um, but obviously there's been a bit of, um, in the last couple of weeks, there's been the whole John Kennedy saying what's happening with Rangers, COVID guys, and Gerard, all the comments between the, the managers and stuff, so it's given it that wee bit extra um, juice. Bit of spice there, isn't there, Mark? What yeah. do you think then? What are you thinking about uh, life under John Kennedy just now and the way, I mean, last weekend, 6-0 against Livingston? Well, it was a fantastic result, wasn't it? And a, a good performance as well. So hopefully it's um, it's a sign of things to come. Um, uh, I think it's too early to say whether or not he should be given a, a shot at the job. I'd love, to, I'd love to see Eddie Howe personally come in, but um, we'll wait and see what happens with that. Apparently he's been speaking to Brendan Rogers for advice, if that's true. Mark, can I bring you in, Mark Guidi? What would that advice be from Brendan Rodgers? Because that was an experience of a lifetime for him and it revived uh, his career. Yeah, well, I think Eddie Howe will be wanting his card marked on, on, on certain things, reputations of certain people. Is it true? What what managers will hear in the grapevine? You know, word, word spreads around you know certain football clubs, what the parameters are, what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. And, um, you know, Eddie Howe's got that kind of relationship with Brendan that he'll know he'll get honest answers. He'll be given guidance. Um, to that. Now, certainly, you know, Brendan will... will no doubt will speak very, very highly of Celtic, the size of the football club, the adulation, the support base, you know, the, the potential Champions League football, etc., etc. But you've got to remember as well, Brendan Rodgers left f- for a reason. 
and he, he, he started to get very frustrated at the lack of transfers the main one being uh, John McGinn which I said at the time uh, would come back to haunt Celtic they didn't get that deal over the line and I think it's it's true so look it's that true do you think though I mean obviously Brendan Rodgers wasn't happy about that but the yeah. following year I mean maybe it was the 4 million he, he a year five, whatever he, he, yeah. he left yeah. What, five months later yeah. that, that, uh. that was the beginning of the end let's put it that way yeah. that transfer window that August was the beginning and they should um, have signed him absolutely yeah, I completely should, agree should have got well, it what was it was it half a million pound something the, like that the, yeah. Celtic eventually agreed a fee with Hibs for him Barry but by that point I think John was already done in Birmingham mm. and it he was, was waiting late. on Celtic Celtic yeah. were in the driving seat for it wanted to go um, and couldn't get a deal agreed Aston Villa if you remember at that time were financially crippled and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they get a new owner in and, yep. and Steve Bruce found mm-hmm. a bit of money and all of a sudden that kick-started a move for John McGinn and it caught Celtic um, on their heels a bit, I think. Um, but uh, to go back to it, Eddie Howe, I get the feeling, Paul, that he's waiting to see what's going to happen down the road. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a merry-go-round about to happen down in England and, and Eddie Howe will be in the mix. There could be four or five changes um, and big jobs down there. Mourinho at Tottenham. Arteta, I mean, a great result yeah. last night, but, you know, listening down there, you can hear them talking about the yeah. Arsenal job. Let's we know about Crystal Palace, Newcastle, and I'm not saying Eddie Howe would get... No, but, but you could, I could see Brendan Rodgers ending up at one of them and Eddie Howe ending up at Leicester. You know, mm. things like that. Southampton might be up for grabs. Crystal Palace, 99% up for grabs. Yep. The England job could be available at the end of June, start of July, if they don't have a good Euros. So there's, there's all sorts get into the mix. But for Celtic do, fans do, like Mark, do it's, you know, uh, think Celtic should have a cut-off point? Mm-hmm. Mark, yeah. what do you think on that? A date, yes or no? Mark? Well, well, I think um, Eddie Howe needs to needs to try and decide what kind of size of club he wants to manage. Um, he's, he's already managed Bournemouth, which are a, a, an overachieving small club. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the problem with the Premiership is that all clubs are seen to be big clubs just purely on sky money. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not big clubs. Celtic are a big club. You know, they're, they're, there's only... There's only a couple of clubs in England of a similar size of club, you know, and uh, and with, with the same kind of fan base worldwide included. So um, I, I'm hoping that he will, he will look at that kind of picture rather than just go to one of these kind of Southampton, Leicester type clubs. You know, I, I think Leicester Rogers has done a has done a great job there, um, and I think Eddie Howe, if, if Rogers was to go into another bigger club, if you like, in, in the Premiership, and Eddie Howe was to come in there, it's a bit of a a hard ass to follow because I think Rodgers has potentially overachieved with what that club mm. has done, you know. Um, so then you're looking at the likes of Crystal Palace, Southampton, whatever it would be, and, and yeah. you know, although although <laughs> although on paper we we like ended up being a Southampton feeder club for the last decade, um, yeah. we're a far bigger club than them, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see him come here, but yeah, he, money talks at the end of the day. He's not, he's not getting any affinity to Celtic really, so. Barry, you wanted to say something on that? Yeah, look, you're saying Crystal Palace, Newcastle, Celtic, that's no comparison. I, look, I, I honestly don't believe that. Tottenham, Martin had mentioned Tottenham yeah. and Arsenal, a bit different because you're obviously going for European football mm. down there, you're, you're vying to get into the Champions League. But these sort of clubs, they've not got a, a patch on Celtic. We agree, but we're here in Glasgow, and, we're and, Scottish and we see love the, the Scottish you've got game. with Crystal Palace and, yep. and Newcastle mm. and Southampton's, they can pay the big bucks, three, four million pound a year salary, they can go and spend 
25, 30 million on three or four players. That's the problem that's, that Eddie Howe's going to have. It's the TV money. I wonder what will happen in the coming years. There has to be a change. There has to be access but to the bigger as a markets. Manager, What's that? What do you want to do as a manager? Do you want to win things? Yeah. Do you want to play in Europe? And that's when I'm going on about Crystal Palace, sure. uh, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. In all honesty, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. But with Celtic, you've got a real opportunity doing that. Mark, what about Sunday? What are you thinking up front for Celtic? Well, I think Edwards, obviously. Um, but Clamalla's away. Um, is that him away? Looks like already, it. Or is, he, is that a deal that's been agreed? I mean, he's not really... Sure. He's not really done it anyway. I mean, it wouldn't I, be him anyway on Sunday, would it? What about no, Elianusi? No, no. About the way he's been playing under John Kennedy? Well, I think I think he's he's been I think he's been good, not just under Kennedy but under Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been one of our best players, and because of the type of player he is, he blows hot and cold because he's an he's a, he's an attacking wide player or sometimes plays in the middle. But he's He's come under. He's come under. He's come in for a bit of criticism because it's been just like a scattergun approach to criticism for everyone this season. Yeah. So I think he's he's um, he's actually been unfairly criticised, um, and he should have actually been praised because he has been one of our better players. And he's got that. Um, you know, he's got he's got skill. He's got um, he's got a goal in him. Um, as we've seen, he's probably I think he's actually maybe a top scorer this season. So would you sign him um, if you could? Would you turn the loan into a purchase? Definitely, definitely, but it's difficult because um, Southampton signed them for quite a big fee um, relative to kind of what we used to paying for players. So um, the problem is his values obviously yeah. depreciated since Southampton signed them, but they want to claw back as much of it as they possibly can. So I just hope that um, they don't want over what, what we're prepared to pay for them, you know, if, if, we, if we even are. The news is coming up. Mark, what's your scoreline then for this weekend? What do you think is going to happen Sunday? Um, it's very difficult, isn't it? I'm going to say 2-0 Celtic. 2-0 <laughs> to Celtic. Mark, thanks very much for calling Go Radio. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. 45 hours to go to kick-off. Rangers against Celtic. <laughs> Ibrooks, have I mentioned that? <laughs> and two sleeps, as Barry Ferguson's been saying all week. Is this when you really miss it, Barry? Is it the only time, really, you yeah. wish you still had the boots? Look, my time as a footballer's been and gone, but th- this is the only game, um, or only week leading yeah. up to a game that you miss, um, as I said. It's just a brilliant game to be involved in. Um, just... The build-up starts on the Monday and it, as I say, the, the sleeps get lesser and lesser um, <laughs> with excitement. Um, but no, that, that's the only thing as a, a footballer I miss the old firm games. They're just brilliant to be involved in the atmosphere. Look, I know the fans are not going to be, going to be in on Sunday, but um, great games to be part of. Played against some fantastic players and with some fantastic yep. players. So... Looking really looking forward to it because I, I believe that there's real good quality on show on Sunday as well, Paul. 
In the first hour, Jason, a Rangers fan, thinks it's going to be 3-0 Rangers. And Martin from Edinburgh, a Celtic fan, he said 4-1, was it he said? So three goals in it, they both uh, agree in the margin, but the other way around, what's it going to be? And Mark, who was on a few moments ago, he thought it was going to be Celtic. There's a real edge to it. We're looking forward to it. And we're on air, Barry, with Davy Proven and myself, Sunday afternoon, 2 till 6. A game's just kicked off in Paisley, uh, St Mirren up against Inverness, Cali Thistle. Mark Guidi, what do you reckon? What do you reckon for this one? Who's going to win? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's extra time. You know, Neil McCann and Billy Dodds have got in. Um, you know, they've, they've got the plays scored. A really good result in the last round. Um, at Ross County, the old uh, Highland Derby, um, up against the St Mirren team who came so close to getting to the the Betfred League Cup final, lost in the semis um, to uh, to Livingston. So I, I could see that going to extra time, but maybe St, St. Mirren um, just nick that. Premiership team to win yeah. Barry what do you reckon? Yeah I think it's going to be a, a tight game just what Mark says there Neil McCann's went in and um, had a slow start the first couple of games but picked up and had some great results in the league obviously beat Ross County as Mark mentioned there um, and look St Murn I'll be honest with you I, I enjoy watching St Murn mm-hmm. I think Jim Goodwin's done um, an excellent job there been really impressed with asked him on Wednesday night in terms of his recruitment he's been looking over in Southern Ireland that's yeah. a market where he's he's tapped into and good contacts here hasn't he yep and guys man, I didn't even know about I didn't know much about and they've really impressed me so I think it'll be a tight one but I've got to go with, with St Mern um, they'll have the better quality he, he recruited well and one thing that I noticed that he added to, to his team and you could see it like when they beat um, Rangers in the League Cup tie pace and energy mm-hmm. I mean real pace there's some great out balls in their team in wide areas in the middle of the park right in the engine room Barry's you know just boys full energy boys that can go for 90 minutes and beyond in that bit of experience at the back and as always helps with, with, with any football team I think he signed well he, you know he had a job in his hands to to replace the, the goalkeeper uh, Hadjke, uh, Hadjke uh, in the summer and he got in uh, Alnick who's been terrific um, mm. for them and that's always key to, to having something to build on yep he Good experience at the back he's got. Aye. Good experience and as you says, from middle to front he's got real energy. The only issue that St Murn have got are obviously scoring goals. Brophy was a big signing for me in January. Obviously he's out injured. Um, but look, St Murn are a, a decent outfit. The only thing they've lacked this season, as I says, has been an out-and-out goal scorer. So you're going for your prediction? St Murn just to nick it to nick it same as Mark what do you reckon 08, 08, 17 17, 700 they've just kicked off in the sunshine in Paisley um, what do you reckon uh, St Murn fans you'll be watching tuned in 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 as we build up to Sunday afternoon let's hear from the two managers first of all Stephen Gerrard I mean what a week it has been for Rangers and for Glenn Kamara but everyone united in the United Kingdom really around him so he's been speaking about his player I think Glenn's handled the whole situation really well professional and typical of him really you know he's really calm he's really measured very mature for, for someone his age and um, he's been through a lot but what he has had he's had a real strong support from all of us here at Rangers from everyone at the club the supporters uh, and you guys as well and everyone around the game and he's he's gone about his business very well very professional and um, I've had numerous chats with Glenn and, and the main thing that's coming from him is uh, I just want to play football and that's what he loves doing and then um, we'll support him and continue to support him in any way we can Mark Woody what's your take on the the verdict which we discussed we got it on Wednesday night but also uh, the way people have reacted and, and 
and come round and supported Glenn Kamara and everyone against racism. Yeah, I mean the 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 the, the incident uh, was appalling, left a, a bad taste in the mouth for everyone. Um, from Kajela. Um I have to be honest, Paul. When I when I saw it flashing up in Sky Sports the other day, the ten game ban, I was surprised. Not in terms of surprise, as in I didn't think that was an appropriate punishment. I was surprised that Yefa dealt with it, and for Yefa to hand out a ten game ban, I, I get the argument it could be and should be more. I, I totally get that, but I was surprised that Yefa, uh, you know, went to the the, the highest that they could go to. Um, um, and their guidelines um, sort of thing but it's still something that has to be addressed and stamped out the game and of course the, the other thing just a a moment where it brings you to, uh, in terms of re- restores your faith in humanity and you know we see that, that footballers are still human beings was a lovely touch from Scott Brown mm. uh, in the last Old Firm game to go out of his way and to do that and that was nothing about Celtic Rangers or for sure that was just one good person who's been through a lot of difficult things in his life um, as well going up to another person and just giving them a cuddle, and it was great to see. Touch of humanity, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. By the way, they'll be kicking lumps at each other oh. on Sunday. But then <laughs> it was just. It's one of the best moments we've seen in Scottish football. Yep, a touch of class. That that's the best way I could I could put it. Um, but in terms of the the ban, that the, the ten game ban, um, I know that's the the limit that UEFA could go to. But they need to go and have a look at that. Um, the way that the, the dish out bans or their guidelines whatever you want to um, say and change it because for me 10 games the guy's only going to miss I think 4-6 weeks that's not enough for me no. and also Mark were you not surprised that uh, well we don't know what happened in the tunnel but Kamara got 5 game ban reduced to 3, three yeah. and the club so Rangers were fined it's not a lot of money but they were fined what 10,000 9,000 euros for not controlling their players yeah. What about Slavia Prague for not controlling Andres Kudela? Yeah, no, that's where the inconsistencies from UEFA, who yeah. are our, our governing football's governing body in Europe, they, they, they leave you baffled um, and they leave you disheartened um, as well, Paul. And, and to then measure it up with Kemar Roof getting four games, <laughs> four games, yeah. so where's the consistency? Mm. There's none. Um, but the Kudela incident, yeah, ten games. It could be, it could be anything you like. It could be anything you like um, for that. And I agree with Barry on it. It's something that UEFA need to put in place um, from the highest level and, and send out a strong message. Footballers need to know, whether it be managers or players, coaching staff, they need to know that that kind of la- language, racism, will not be tolerated in, in any shape or form. I don't think 10 is, is ideal, but it's definitely a step in the, mm-hmm. in, in the right direction. Barry, you said that you were very strong on it on Wednesday. So was Leanne Crichton. And, uh, yeah, but I was just that... going to ask Martin in terms of Kemal Roof. Mm-hmm. The, the challenge, look, I know it was a high challenge, Aye. but I looked at it a number of times and there's no intent for Roof, no. uh, Roof to go and um, hurt the goalkeeper. Yeah. And when they got the four games, mm-hmm. I, I was astonished. Yeah. I, I, play, players have had less... For proper for for like punching yeah. for hooking for hooking <laughs> opponents and he's got in yeah it was it was very untidy it wasn't nice to see what happened to to the goalkeeper but he's not got into if you want to use that old football he's not got into do the goalie yep. you know that he's mm-hmm. not got into do him but it was almost as if Yefa were looking for some form of balancing act mm-hmm. with all the things that they had to to tackle from that game. Mm-hmm.
Let's look to Sunday. Rangers against Celtic. Hear more from both managers. And we're taking your calls. A few people waiting. 0808 17 17 700. Uh, let's hear John Kennedy speaking Well, about the enigma of Celtic this season. One player. Possibly the most talented Barry has said in his position. You know who I'm going to talk about. Let's hear what John Kennedy says about Lee Griffiths. Sometimes with Lee, opportunities because of the quality we have in the squad, it's not always easy to get everyone game time. And very much for Scotland, they would love a Lee Griffiths firing. But for us, we have to continue to make the right decisions for each game. You know, and Lee's trained, he's not missed a session, you know, in the last period of time for as long as I can remember. He's trained every day. He's working hard. Game time's been hard to come by, down to just decisions and games or decision getting into games. So he just has to keep working and make himself available, you know, and then we'll see what develops over the coming weeks and then Steve will have a, a decision to make on that. Do you think we'll see him on Sunday at all, Barry? Yeah, he'll certainly be on the bench. Um, but we're always questioning, well, what's the problem? Is he training? Um, you just hear John Kennedy say there he's training every single day. He's part of every single session. It's come down to the, the managers making a decision and they don't feel that Lee Griffiths um, is worthy to, to start for me as I said you know how I feel about him I think he's the best finisher in, in Scotland um, and I would love to see him back in a Scotland jersey but the only way you're going to get back in a Scotland jersey is by playing games of football and it looks to me that that's going to be diffi- uh, difficult for him at Celtic and Scotland needs him I mean you know Ollie McBurney's had a tough time but he's yeah. out we know that and somebody like Griffiths we all talk about a couple of years ago at Hamden against England yeah it- he should be in the squad and um, it's just a wasted talent, Paul. And, and it shows you a measure of what we all think when what we're, we're thinking with John Kennedy. Has he been training? Has he been mm. showing up for mm. training? Has he managing to, to, to do a session? Has he, you know... See, that got, crossed my mind. Able, you know? and, and we're all saying, oh, what about, have we give Lee Griffiths a round of applause mm. because he's been to the last couple of weeks of training? Come on. Yeah. You know, that. And so there's a guy who is a top footballer, has got all the talent, uh, for this country to lead the line for our country in the Euros and it's a shame you know there's a part of you that feels from but there's a bigger part of me that really wants to give him a shape but he's 30 year old coming on to 31 the, the penny's no dropped you know and, and it's a shame he's got four or five weeks to maybe salvage something you could never rule it out a late run you could never rule out um, um, being in there but it's also would you have him in the squad? well but I was just going to say it's not just about what you're able to do on the pitch because when you're going to the Euros is you're away for three weeks maybe four weeks and the manager's got to have a trust in you as a person as well that you're not going to upset the, the camp and, and make sure that you can fit in and, and, and behave and do the right things day to day with all the downtime and spare time and you get bored and all the different things so there's a bigger picture um, just beyond how you know uh, Lee Griffiths' ability that's a good point. We mentioned the UEFA ban just a moment or two ago before we looked at the Lee Griffiths situation. Uh, Reagan's on the line and he wants to talk about the UEFA ban on Kudela, I think. Reagan, good evening. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Yourself? I'm proud of you. I, so what I you... just wanted to... Yeah. I just wanted to ask about the, the Kudela ban because I've seen that Trippier who played for Tottenham and I've played to go Madrid. He got a 10-week ban for putting a bet on a football game. And Cordella got a 10-game a ban for racial abusing so, someone in a park. I just find that wrong from UEFA. They'll find someone for putting a, a game on a football, but, but they won't. They've done the same ban for someone who's, who's racial abused someone. Barry, it's a great point. Brilliant point. 
I see where he's coming from I totally agree with him and then you look back a few years ago I think it was um, maybe longer than a few years ago maybe 10 years ago Rio Ferdinand missed a mm. drug test he got 8 month ban for missing a drug test yeah. mm. um, and Cadella goes and racially abuses mm. Glenn Kamara and gets 10 games uh, again that that's why I'm, I'm um, I was shocked disappointed um, that UEFA um, couldn't change their policies and, and give him a longer ban because I think he deserves that because I think the only way you're going to stop this is going make a statement and make a statement with banning a player for 12 months Absolutely make a statement now make the change now but they haven't done good point about Kieran Trippier wasn't it 10 yeah. match ban Yeah it's yeah. a great point and I, I forgot you remember about it. that yep. Reagan says but I do um, remember when he was pulled up um, I think that's where the inconsistencies really get to me, Paul, surrounding um, UEFA. And I said they've gone as in terms of their own regulations, how far they could go. With but had had they said to to Kudela, it's twenty games or, or it's twelve months. Um, yes, Slavia Prague would, would have uh, would have appealed it, and the player would have appealed it. But I couldn't see him winning the case, you know. And so therefore now I don't know when they, they come in when UEFA meet. But for the start of next season, bear in mind that we do still have a problem. It's still out there. You've seen a lot of countries um, around Europe. Um, we're still police are still going about having to arrest people who are still doing it on social media to mm-hmm. players um, all over the place. We still have a problem that needs to be tackled. That's got a long way to go. And UEFA now, I would agree, but I would put minimum six month ban in place. For example, had the Kajela incident happened next season. Make sure there's something in place to say it's six months. If you're found guilty, yep. minimum six months. Let's step it up now from the mm-hmm. ten games, big time, and wipe it. Try and wipe it right out of the game. Reagan, you love your football. I know you're missing it this season, as we all are. Um, and hopefully, people will be back. We'll be back for the Euros. Uh, what would you say about getting fans back in sooner? I see the talk. Rangers, for example, will lift the trophy on the 15th of May before the game or after the game with Aberdeen uh, but there'll be no fans there at Ibrox at all they're saying that fans will be allowed in a few days later for the playoff for the championship which Wraith Rovers could get tomorrow if they win so it looks as though it'll be Wraith Rovers up against either Hamilton, Kilmarnock or um, Ross County Ross County thank you <laughs> I was just thinking there, but not quickly enough uh, Reagan what do you think what would you say to the authorities listening about getting back into the grounds I would say that everyone's missed it so much Paul and obviously it's great that the the League Cup final and when Martin Tottenham they're playing in the Cup final against Man City in a couple of weeks but I would say that it's important that we get people back to the the we all agree yep what about your team then so is Josie Mourinho going to get he's done it everywhere he's had a trophy everywhere I, I think I know what you're going to say but what do you really think because they're, they're off the boil at the moment can they do it Paul I think that I think the big I think the big problem for Josie is I think the, the players are just not good enough and he He's used to having players who've won trophies, and when he goes to Spurs, he's got players that have not won anything. And they don't know how it feels to win things, Paul. And I think at the end of the day, I think he'll end up leaving Spurs at the end of the season because there's too much turmoil with some of the players and the and the the fans are turning against him. And yep. 
the media are not really on Josie anymore. So I, I think it's not going to end well. Reagan, that, that that's good copy, as we would say in the journalism, but answer the question, is he going to... I'm, I'm winding, I'm kidding you. Is he going to win against Man City? What do you think? No. No, do you not? All right, OK, well, that's honest. Barry, what do you reckon? No, I can't see past um, Man City. No. Yeah. Too yeah. strong. Too yeah, strong, Man City. And I don't know, I was going to ask Reagan, do you think you'll lose Harry Kane in the summer? I do, I do, but... I'll- I hope Harry goes to PSG rather than rather than than Manchester United because I wouldn't like to see Harry play uh, play against uh, against uh, Tottenham again. So that's a good point. Yeah. Yep. So who's the next manager of Spurs then, Regan? If it's all going to go up in the air for for Josie at the end of the season, who's our next manager? Uh, Eddie Howe. Well, well, for me, I would take I, I, I would take Brendan Rodgers, but you, good I don't know. Yeah. Um, do you think Brendan would like that <laughs> one? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Then right. Eddie Howe will get Leicester, Leicester yeah. job. Don't rule it out. So, you know, I know. So much he can happen. Stuff. He, knows he does, his stuff. doesn't he? He's trying to go off the hook. I, 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 Who's going to win Spurs I, I, or Man, Man City? I teed, I teed it up with Egan earlier on. You read the script well. Well done, Egan. Uh, I fancy off Man City all day long. Really? Yeah, yeah but we take no upset. No. Jose Mourinho's done it everywhere. No, I know, no. but I, I, I just there's something about Jose and the, the, the Harry Kane thing, and but there's always uh, something now with no, him. And I fancy, you know what? I fancied yep. them on, on on Saturday against uh, and Sunday rather against Man United. I thought they would beat uh, Man United, and and they didn't. But no, it's very hard to to see past Man City. What what about my man? Oh, on a night what, Phil what a goal! Yep, I know. Honestly, Listen. I could watch that boy play. 24-7 I know you could we're going to take a quick break and then we're back with more on the Scottish football but also we do want to talk Phil Foden Regan great call thanks for that call about UEFA cheers the Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from 5 Friday evening the weekend is underway and we're 45 and a half hours away or something like that from Rangers against Celtic Sunday afternoon we'll be live on Go Radio with OPC Energy Limited Barry Ferguson, Divi Proven, Paul Cooney between two and six, and you can call in afterwards. Unless Mark Weedy, of course, it goes to extra time and penalties, in which case it'll take us up to almost six o'clock. What do you think? Uh, when is it going to be done? I want the prediction just before seven, but do you think it's going to be extra time? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. and beyond. Uh, well, penalties. Yeah, right. Wow. I've just got. I'll just put out yeah. two, two each. Two, All the way to penalties. Desmond, the two-two, yeah, yeah, and then uh, the penalties. Barry, what about that? You, you don't want it to. Come I think penalties. there's going to be goals in it. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Both, um, both sides scoring. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think both sides will score. I think it's a wee red card on Sunday as well. Mm. Bobby oh, Madden, oh, only one. Get official. <laughs> yeah. no, no problems with Bobby yeah. Um, at all. But yeah, I, I just feel I feel a wee edge. The last one was so tame mm. for me, Paul. That I think well. We're ready to explode yeah, on I, Sunday. I think first couple of minutes, lay your marker down. Oh, I think somebody will fly into a tackle. Oh, That's what you've got to do. But who you, did you leather? Who did you leather? <laughs> quite a few. Who leathered you? Did you get yeah. you? I, 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 <laughs> quite a few of them <laughs> leathered me as well. Um, but that was part and parcel. That oh, was brilliant. brilliant. You knew oh. you get uh, straight away somebody down the back of your your calves um, or an elbow into the, the back of the head that, that's what it was all about you turn and look at Hugh Dallas and he was like I get up play on play yep. on <laughs> that's what you were told to do back then yeah. now you, you just look at somebody and you're booked 
Um, but yep, Hugh Dallas just played on. You remember Hugh, of course. <laughs> I so. gave him a bit. <laughs> Where are the battles on Sunday then? Who are we looking out for? And it's, yeah, it's always the engine room for yep. me, the midfield. I always look at that because I was a midfielder as well. But you look at um, Stephen Davis, um, Aribo, and Kamara. That's who I think the mid uh, middle three will be. And then you look at Scott Brown, Callum McGregor, and David Turnbull. Mm-hmm. That's a great battle in there and whoever comes out on top there generally wins a game Cammy's on asking you Barry for Rangers starting 11 so have a think do you know do you roughly know I'm sure you roughly know do you exactly I've, I've know just how, gave you the midfield yeah, three I know you did Ruth so. Morelos and Kent Ruth Morelos yep. Barisic um, Holander Golson and then it's a toss of the coin at right back mm-hmm. um, but I, I just I think you'll go with Patterson you think Patterson stroke Tavernier yep. Yep. and obviously Alan McGregor in goals that's the mm-hmm. Rangers starting 11 that's yep. the strongest 11 for me Cammy there you are you got a quick answer from Barry Mark the Rangers team what do yeah, you think it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to argue that there's one or two you can put up for grabs you know um, who kind of partners um, goals but is, is Balligan injured yeah. um, just mm-hmm. now so mm-hmm. it picks itself then I, I still think James Tavernier might just get the nod might just because he'll just be champing at the bit and uh, he'll be giving Stephen Gerrard a, a nice um, headache and uh, yeah uh, Kent Morelos and Ruth had you on the bench um, so I, I I couldn't disagree with uh, with Barry's team and in the middle of the pack with Tasek but I think the the you know um, Kent against Kenny um, I think it'd be interesting mm-hmm. Ellen Anousi against whether it's a young Patterson or a not fully match fit James Tavernier mm-hmm. on that left hand side James Forrest um, if, as if well. he's fit yeah, you think then, he is yeah I think yeah. he'll play and then you've got you know both strikers against uh, both central defensive partnerships mm-hmm. you've, got, you've got Welsh and Ayer against Morelos and you've got Goldson and um, Holanda uh, against Edward um, so look it's intriguing um, tasty as, as well T- is it really yeah. Stephen Gerrard says there's great intensity I think it's very difficult to predict how the game's going to go and what intensity it's going to be played at I think cup football is certainly different it gives everyone a chance you've seen it for many many years intensity and the tempo of the game is something that we'll be trying to strive for to be at our best because I believe as a team we play our, our best football when we're aggressive and when we play quick you know, we've won a lot of football matches when we've played at a real exciting tempo so it's something that we'll try and strive for but we'll have to wait and see how the game pans out and Rangers have turned Ibrox into a fortress domestically Barry and they will really not want to lose that on Sunday yeah, I, I know Stephen Gerrard spoke about it. It's something that, that they don't look out, uh, look for. Sorry, um, but listen, in, in the behind the four walls, yeah. it'll be spoken about. There's no doubt about it. To continue the fantastic run at home, and they want to continue that on Sunday. There, there's no doubt about it. Someone's asking here. I'll give you the name in a second or two. Asking you, Barry and Mark. Uh, what do Celtic have to do to improve the defending the set pieces now, Mark, how, long, how Mark, long have we got Mark summed up perfectly <laughs> off here <laughs> which was a new defence um, <laughs> oh, but they go the one that they've got um, the goalkeeper's always got I mean, Scott Bain's been you know to be fair to him Scott Bain's been more than decent more than capable um, uh, so look that, that, that the goalkeeping area now is, no, it's not a problem I think it still needs to be addressed in the summer but at the moment Scott Bain's the best that they have settled yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's been at Ibrox it might have been his debut or his mm-hmm. second game or something like that and played in a winning I think team he's a good goalkeeper mm-hmm. yeah and he's comfortable with the ball mm-hmm. 
his feet, but he's. I mean that's a nice support he's not a title winning goalkeeper Barry yeah. that, and you need to buy what, I think you always look at Celtic and Rangers and you say when you look through their teams and their squads do you have the very best that you can get mm-hmm. realistically Alan McGregor is realistically the best that Rangers can get as a goalkeeper is Scott Bain the best that Celtic should have as a goal no they should have better than that mm-hmm. and that's the way I look at it round the, the positions um, in the team um, so defending Christopher Ayer is a really good defender um, a nice partnership Stephen Wells a good kid who's, who's coming on I prefer Greg Taylor to, to Diego Laxalt um, all day long I would Will he Taylor. play? I think the manager might prefer Laxalt mm-hmm. but for me it's it's Greg Taylor then John mm-hmm. Joe Kenny is, is the kind of only right back um, in town who's looked more than um, decent um, yep. as well and Celtic had a clean sheet on, on Saturday Paul so you've got to give them credit for that albeit Livingston were off the boil but they do look better um, and the past few weeks they do look as if tactically as well you look at some of you know, the way they're playing the different movement different shapes and the team that, that, that John Kennedy is working with the team on the training ground he's getting these messages across another thing about look, I don't think John Kennedy will get the Celtic job but I have to say just listening to him there and even listening to Stephen um, Gerrard they're very impressive and I think John Kennedy has handled the situation of being the interim manager very, very well and uh, I have to give him a lot of credit for that. You can see why he's been so highly rated as a yeah. coach because he hasn't been up front very often. It was normally Neil Lynn you would hear or Brendan Rodgers mm. beforehand. This is him speaking about uh, Stephen Welsh. Again, biggest one for Stephen's probably is not just ability but mentality. You know, you have to have a strong mentality to play at Celtic. You have to be very stable, you know, and be able to control your emotion and he does that extremely well. Being a centre-back, he's one who probably for a period of time, even for you guys, you probably see him in he plays in games and he doesn't catch the eye he doesn't make too many mistakes but that's a good thing he's just slowly but surely got better and better and that comes with experience you know getting more exposure to to the games getting, creating a partnership with Chris Iyer at the moment and John Joe he'll work ever so hard on the training pitch to improve his game and it's no surprise he's he reached the levels he has still nil-nil at St Mirren against Cali Thistle Barry what are you thinking? Just in terms of Welsh uh, what's impressed me he's come into a, a, a Celtic team that's been under pressure and underperformed Big time. and yeah. that's where you've got to give the young lad credit he's too, I know he's 21 he's not a young kid but it's difficult when you've not played a lot of first team football to come into that sort of environment and that's the thing that's the biggest thing that's impressed me John Kennedy makes a good point you don't really see him in games mm-hmm. he's pretty quiet he just goes about his job he does the basics very well and that's all you want for a defender I, I feel nowadays too many defenders want to be good footballers defend first and foremost mm. it's a bonus if you can play but in terms of young Welsh he's impressed me and obviously uh, during the week there he signed a four year contract mm. and I think he deserves it because he's he's um, he's proven that he's got the right mindset to become a, a very good Celtic player so Mark what's the rest of your Celtic team then so you get Bain what's your Celt- uh, Celtic yeah. team um, John Joe Kenny Stephen the, Welsh yeah, I, I would go Laxal. what is it what I would choose or what, or what I think no. the manager would choose. Uh, what do you think the manager will choose? What I think the manager will choose, I think obviously it'll be Scott Bain in goals, uh, John Joe Kenny and, and Diego Laxalt, your two full-backs. Do you think he'll go with Yeah, I do. I would go with Taylor, but I think mm-hmm. he'll go with Laxalt. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayer and, uh, and Young Welsh, Welsh yep. um, at the back. Um, Scott Brown, mm-hmm. Callum McGregor and David Turnbull. Your three, James Forrest, Odson Edward and Mo Elianusi. Your other three, which means that what's the kind of main headline out of that? Ryan Christie yep. on the bench, mm-hmm. um, Sorrow um, on the bench. So, yeah, I think that's the the 
the starting eleven um, for me, and I agree with. Yeah, I agree with Barry's starting eleven. Other than I think that Tavernier will just get the yeah. The nod. But I, I do but, like as well because I don't think like we talk about him a lot because it's always like Morelos or Roof or, or, or Steve Davis or, or, or uh, Ryan Kent. But I really like Aribo. I really like mm, what yeah. he brings mm. to the team. He's a strong, strong mm. player, but elegant. You know, he's he's, he's soft um, as well in terms of his feet and 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 his movement. But he's a strong, strong boy. and can really help drive the team forward. A good bit of skill in the final third um, as well. And Aribo for me is a potential match winner on Sunday as well. Yep, he's improving. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. He's improving as a footballer. And I honestly believe I, I don't know what you think, man. I think there's still more to come for Jordi. But I think in time, mm-hmm. yeah. he's one that that clubs um, can sell him for a fortune. Yep, Mark, you, set up yeah. and take notice. Oh, right. And yeah. I've been really impressed with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I prefer him in the central role. I know the managers used him in the right side of a, a three yeah, in the forward line, but when he's in centrally. And you let him go and drift and you let him go and get beyond the striker up in contact with Morelos. That's his best position. And one thing he's added to his game is goals as well. And the, the goal last week against Hibs, that's a fantastic finish. You don't understand how hard um, that is to do. He caught it sweetly. But again, as I said, if he keeps putting in performances like that in a Rangers shirt... Rangers are going to have bids coming in for them. So you gave us your Rangers team. What about Celtic? Do you agree? I agree with mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You think it will be Laxal rather than Greg Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'll go with that. And McGregor and Brown, Turnbull, Forrest, Elianusi and Edward. It's going to be some game, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely is. Yeah. Yep. Good players. Yep. Not no just good players. For me, top players. Guys that have played at high levels. Um and if you look all over the pitch you look at both teams there's key battles as well individual battles mm. it's brilliant can't wait for it hang and it on there's so much riding on it mm-hmm. remember that this yeah. isn't the, the league game for the last month but you know this is Celtic trying to make sure that they don't finish the season trophies or take another step towards mm-hmm. that um, trying to win the Scottish Cup for five times in a row which hasn't been done before mm-hmm. to the best of my knowledge and then you get Rangers going for going for a double, which they will want to do. Okay, yeah, they've won the league, but you want a double. You become greedy, don't you? Mm. And you want to get that double. You want to show that um, John Kennedy does not have a point. Mm. We are still mm. way ahead of you. I oh, think want know, to show Celtic. Yeah. 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 There's points yeah. to prove here. Yeah. There's points yeah. to prove. As I said, it's always hard to win trophies, but the hardest thing is to go and win more. Go and win the next one. What's on show now? What's on show is a game on Sunday against your biggest rivals. Can you go and put a marker down? Because if you beat whoever wins that game on in, in Sunday, becomes clear favourites to win the Scottish Cup. For sure. St Mirren are still in there, nil-nil at the moment with Inverness. That was the six o'clock kick-off. Before the break, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard about the match. On the 15th of May, we lift our 55th title as a club. I'll be one of the proudest men on the planet. Where that sits right now, um, we're 20 points clear in that situation with four games to play with the chance to go unbeaten. So I don't need to listen to anyone else outside the Rangers to get a view on that. I know what the reality is, I know the truth. And um, it's a date that we're very much looking forward to as a club. Anything on the outside or anyone's views or opinions on that is not really important. 
I think he was asked there about the John Kennedy. I thought John Kennedy answered that really well because yeah. the media is everywhere, Mark. We know it. And you can say, you know, 99 good things about your opponents. And then one thing that in, yeah. on the day he said, I think we could win it. For Stephen Jenner, what a year. I'm just th- listening to both of you there. I'm enjoying it. You think you'd never have imagined this would happen. You know, 20 points in the league and Rangers yeah. deserve every credit for that. Yeah, no, I mean, Barry said it half an hour ago. So when you look at where we were, I mean, exactly this time last year, we're, we're, we're in lockdown, the league's come to a halt, there's a bit of squabbling going on. What, what happens, you know? The, is it null and void? Are Celtic giving the title? Or hearts going down? What's happening with mm-hmm. Partick Thistle? What's happened to the Dundee vote? All the kind of stuff that was um, going on. And, you know, Stephen Gerrard, um, you know, just a month before lockdown, there's no doubt about it he was thinking about going he was thinking about thinking my time's up I'll call it a day there's absolutely no doubt about that and no doubt there would have been question marks in the Rangers uh, boardroom about whether he was a man to go on in one of the most important seasons in the club history from August onwards to do it and they found a way to come together they recruited really well there's a real cohesion at the club I think Ross Wilson plays a big part um, in that as well they kept their players they recruited well and they gelled and they got to work, they realised the enormity of what was in front of them, and they hit the ground running, and they never looked back. You know, when they went to Celtic Park and 1-2-0 at the start of October, mm. from that day on, there was only ever going to be one winner. That's a great point. Barry, I want to ask you, what would have happened if he'd gone? I'm going to ask you after this break. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. We want to be watching the big game on Sunday afternoon and tuned in to Go Radio... 0808 17 17 700 we'll take your calls before the game you still want to say on the way to the match but hopefully very very soon of course restrictions some of them have gone today you can move into other areas back home at night time no change there (laughs) but uh, look after yourself take it easy wash your hands uh, maintain the social distancing and uh, it's great though isn't it the vaccinations are working and uh, and then once Once I've got two sleeps to go out the road, when, when, when we're in here on, on Monday night, then it'll be well six sleeps to go before we're allowed in. So we're allowed into a restaurant and have a beer and sit outside. Monday the 26th, is that right? That's it. That's All it. systems yeah. go. Barry, of course, we're doing go it for a beer garden, aren't we? We'll, we'll, be, we'll be somewhere soon, yeah, responsible, because uh, Go Radio will be one year old tomorrow can you believe it the station itself started on the 17th of April last year there he is Joe Maguire's voice was on on that first day and it will no doubt be on tomorrow as well we see the the news best voice I've I've said it plenty of times best voice I've heard on radio thank you does he pay you for that no you (laughs) thank you I said I've does he pay you? Yeah, he does. He loves <laughs> it. There. He loves Isn't it. it. I'm oh, Joe Maguire. He's, he's last <laughs> as well because yeah. the rumour was he was going to have two shifts in his first day. His first day's last, but he's last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, Joe, he's there with the money. That's right. Don't give up the comedy. The comedy's not your thing, Joe. Just stick to giving us the facts and figures. Bit like myself. Thanks, Joe. Oh, eight, oh, yep. eight, 17, 17, 700. Yep. One year old tomorrow. Yes. Yep. Brilliant. We're just, um, we've still, can you believe it? Obviously, with the pandemic, we've not had a, a night out, oh. nothing. Well, he was well, doing, he was doing the, the Clyde at that point, so <laughs> I've only been here four weeks, but at that point, I've usually done it six nights. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, it happens soon. It will, I'm sure it will. Yep. Yeah. A but, year. And thanks to everyone who's been tuning in. It's been phenomenal. Great. And for all the messages coming into the station, well done to Tracy and to uh, all the team, Gary, everyone, so many people involved. James, uh, who looks after us here on this show. Yeah. Great uh, station, Paul. Uh, really proud, yep. uh, proud and pleased to be here. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Sir Alex. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, a year, uh, a year brilliant. old. So no, brilliant, and uh, onwards and upwards for sure.
Blackburn and Derby are 1-1 at the moment uh, down south just looking in the Scottish Cup that 6 o'clock kick-off it's still St Mirren nil Inverness nil just look at some of the other games uh, Motherwell against Morton they kick off in 10 minutes time is it a home win Barry for Graham Alexander or could there be an upset from Morton? Um, it's cup football but again you've got to look at both sets of uh, players squads um, Motherwell um, no Motherwell are going to be too strong for me Mark. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to to, to go against uh, we Gus McPherson, but I mm. think Motherwell will just mm. have too much for and for Morton. It's just about making sure they stay in the championship, which I'm sure they will do. And I take it for for Dundee United, you're going for Dundee United, yeah. unless you disagree. Yeah, it was a yeah. chance for yeah. Mickey to get a cup run. Is, so yeah. I'm sure um, Mickey will, will get the the right result tonight, and they'll be looking, thinking either Rangers or Celtic will be out. So just as you said earlier, Barry Kelly against Montrose. I'm looking tomorrow 11:45. I think you think it will be Tommy Wright's Kilmarnock yeah, going Kilmarnock, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Montrose played Thursday night against Partick. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. Crazy yeah. amount of games. Mad. St Johnson Clyde. I think we're going St Johnson. Yep. yep. Johnson. Uh, Aberdeen Livy 5:30 <coughs> uh, on Saturday. Barry, who do you think? I'm going to go for Aberdeen, Stephen Glass, first weekend. Um, I read a couple of comments, a couple of players doing interviews saying that uh, training's been bang at it, which Good. I think should be bang at it every single day you train anyway. So I think they'll get a, a lift from Stephen Glass first week, so I'll go with, with Aberdeen to get through. Mark? Yeah, I watched Aberdeen uh, last week, slow first half against St. Johnson, couple of changes tactically by... Um, Barry Robson and Paul Sheeran and uh, I think that I think Livingston are just struggling a wee bit now so I'll go for Aberdeen 2-1 and then Sunday Hibs will fancy themselves against Stranraer anyone see a shock down no. there in the southwest? Nope. I don't think so and Rangers Celtic I'm going to ask you in a moment or two and I want to ask Barry and Mark what would have happened if uh, Stephen Gerrard had gone this time last year or about 13 months ago let's hear from both John Kennedy looking forward to Sunday performance wise have been good you know, much more consistent dominating games Games, we're in lots of play, creating a lot of chances and not giving too much up in, in their own box and their own goal. So there's lots of positives there. But again, it'll be a tough game. You know, a cup match, you can't make any mistakes. You have to be, you know, getting into the game and, and hitting top form. So it's promising for us. It'll give us confidence, you know, going off the back of the last game and a little run we've had. You know, it leads to a very exciting game. But we know that, you know, especially going to Ibrox and, and the magnitude of the game that we have to, you know, make sure we're all concentrated. We're all doing our jobs you know, and hopefully we come out uh, with a very good performance and result. And he paid credit to one of his players who has been outstanding this season and uh, he thinks could do well for Scotland too. Again, definitely. He's in good form. David he's Turnbull. Very well. He's been very influential on in the team for ourselves and he's made himself an important player on our team. Again, Steve's, you know, it's probably a position where he does have a lot of options in terms of with Scotland. They've got good, good players in those areas of the pitch. So again, it's David can only concentrate on what he can affect and that's here in terms of how he trains every day, how he goes in and performs in the games. And all he can do is pose the question to Steve and he'll be the one to, to make that in the other time. And for Stephen Gerrard, what about James Tavernier? James will train with the team today, full contact for the first time. Um, and it's a situation that we'll make a, a real late call on. We'll see how he looks today. And tomorrow, there's still two big sessions in terms of the preparation. But the good news is that he's on the verge. And assuming he has two strong sessions, probably push me towards involving him. How big is it for him on Sunday? And how much is he looking forward to the game? About what's next. It's about not looking back and looking forward. This game at the weekend gives us an opportunity to go into the next round and real go and try and fight for a cup. That's what everyone's focused on and really looking forward to. It's a really exciting game to be involved in at the weekend. What's gone before in previous derbies or what's gone before this season will have no bearing on what's going to happen in the next 90 minutes or possibly longer. So for us, 
we need to find a performance that's good enough to progress at the weekend. That's the only focus here right now. Barry, how close did he come to leaving just over a year ago? And what would have happened if he'd gone? Well, I'm sure it would have been the back of his mind after the way the season ended. I know it ended soon, uh, sooner rather than later, but obviously lockdown. Um, but the way they come back off the winter break would have been a, a real worry for him. Um, so I'm sure he'd done a lot of thinking, a lot of soul searching, talking to his staff um, and decided, right, you know what, I'm going to come back and go for it again. Because he, he would have known that would have been a lot of pressure on him. He, he had to deliver this season had to deliver a trophy um, and it shows you what, what type of character we all know Stephen Gerrard as a footballer as a manager he's still early days he's still in his apprenticeship if you could call it that um, so this season was a real pressure season for him and that's where I've got so much respect for him it would have been easy for Stephen Gerrard to say right you know what it's not for me I'm away back down the road but it shows you what what um, Rangers um, means to him it shows you what type of character he is and also it comes down to how he, he worked the transfer market I thought I think Matt mentioned it earlier on I think his recruitment this season has been excellent the only one that's probably not hit the ground running I would probably say is Cedric Eaton was the one that um, he's not played at the levels that we expected but overall um, I've got so much respect for him because as I said it's easy to just walk away he didn't decide to do that. He decided to stay and it's worked. It's worked for him. There's no doubt there's been an improvement. There's no doubt there's been a lot of meetings um, to see where things went wrong um, in terms of not just the management staff but also the playing staff and guys that have been there and never won anything. It's always difficult to get these guys in a, a mind frame when you're at a club like Rangers because you've got to win you've got to win trophies that's the demands and expectations put upon you so great decision that he's, he's decided to stay but also you've got to give the credit a lot of credit sorry to the, the board the board backed him and you've said that all season they've yep. backed him really well in the transfer market I think he's he's come out and says it many a times that he's thankful for that backing and I'm sure they'll continue to back him because they've seen the difference in this Rangers team this season an amazing turnaround. So we've got two and a half minutes left. Mark Guidi, you think it is going to go all the way? What's going to happen? Scoreline and uh, to the penalties, what's going to happen? Scoreline, 2-2, yeah. two, two, extra time, um, potential for a for a red card. Penalty kicks, Paul. <laughs> anything, anything can happen uh, in, in penalties. Who's the hero then? Scott Bain uh, or Alan McGregor? I'll, 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 uh, I'll phone in, I'll phone in to Davey and Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and Sunday and be wise after, after no, I don't listen yeah. I, 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 yeah. toss the coin wait, wait and see but listen it's going to be a cracker for everybody listening to Go Radio with the telly turned down the volume turned down it's going to be an absolute beauty you guys are going to have plenty to talk about there's going to be plenty of incident and uh, a few goals and I think it's a game that's going to will dominate the headlines mm. the, the fallout for yeah. days and days and days it's going to be one of those kind of old firm tasty. games I think. Yep. absolutely tasty yep. Barry what's going to happen Sunday I think there's going to be goals in it mm. there's no doubt about it um, as I said at the start of the show I think both teams are going to go for one another um, it's going to be a feisty encounter and it's going to be the old firm games that we've been used to incidents happening flashpoints goals good passages of play um, and I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go 3-2. For? Celtic Radio. 3-2. <laughs> <laughs> 3-2. Three two. 
3-2 for Rangers, yes, yeah. says Barry. It's going to be tight. Mark thinks uh, the draw and then the penalties and then anything can happen. I heard Davy Proven last night. I think he said Celtic would shade it. And I think that's what Davy said on the programme. I have to and say, Chris Paul, Burke one, also. I, one yep. thing I am, when it comes to the, 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 the old firm games, I'm, I'm big in the law, law of averages. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that Celtic are, are due a turn in yeah. terms of not won a game this season. It's very rare for one or the other to go through a full mm. season by 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 not winning at least mm. one. So for that point of view, yeah, you know, maybe Celtic might depend it well, the, the hunger, who who thinks they've got the most to lose or the most um to gain. But um you know, Rangers on their own mm. patch, it's, it will take something special it's, to beat Rangers. Starting the game, you've got to start the game on the front foot. Rangers are the home team. Mm. Um they've got to go at them. Um and from it, the, the start yeah. of the game. But again, I, I firmly believe Celtic are going to do the same thing. That's why I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be a real end to end kind of game. Um loads of chances, goals, jam packed incidents happening. Um can't wait for that's it. it. What's your prediction, that, that, Paul? That's the trailer. The prediction is uh, we're out of time. Stevie Lennon <laughs> in the mix is on next. And uh, thank you so much. We'll see you Sunday at two. Go radio. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.